Hello! Welcome, uh, welcome back to Capes and Japes. This is a very special episode because possibly by the end of it, Briar will have crocheted a surprise item. Gotta do something with my hands. Yeah, this is a fun mini game that you guys can play this episode is if you listen to the whole thing, maybe you'll find out what they decide to crochet. <laughs> that is a fun mini episode. So far, I've like put uh six links in a chain and then I'm like, do I want to do a chain? No, this is terrible. Let's take them all out. <laughs> okay. I don't know anything about crocheting, so sounds like as good a start as any. Who are we talking about today? Because there's one thing you do know, and that is at least the subject and a lot about whoever we're talking about. <laughs> that is that is what I can contribute. I don't have crocheting knowledge, but I do have this. Um, we are um, going to be talking about somebody who we've touched on in the last two episodes, sort of by happenstance. Um, but I thought that was maybe a sign that it was uh, time to talk about her. Um, and that's Tigra. 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 Uh, also known as the cat. Um, real, uh, real human name, um, Greer Grant Nelson. Um, it's Greer, G-R-E-E-R. -E -E um, which is a cool, that's a cool name. Um. <laughs> it sure is a name. Very. It sure is a name. A very unusual, um, but pretty cool. Um, so, what's up? What's up with this, this cat lady? Uh, so we mentioned, um, two weeks ago when we talked about Night Nurse. Uh, Night Nurse was one of three, uh, comics that... Marvel launched in, uh, the early 70s, um, three titles that were designed to kind of draw in more female readership. Um, so they were obviously focused on female characters. Um, they tried to get more, like, uh, women writers and artists working on them. Uh, so one of those was Night Nurse. Uh, one of them was Shanna the She-Devil, which was sort of a jungle adventure story. Uh, and the third one was, uh, called The Claws of the Cat, um, about a female superhero who was just called the cat. Um, so you had this sort of, like, kind of, uh, Jungle Adventure, Tarzan-y story. You had Night Nurse, which was kind of a, uh, basically, like, medical soap opera. Um, and, uh, you had Claws of the Cat, which was more of a, uh, straightforward kind of superhero story. Um, so Claws of the Cat was, uh, written partly by, uh, Roy Thomas, um, and then I, I think Linda Fight, uh, came on to, uh, 
to to write after that. Uh, Roy Thomas like conceptualized the character, and then Linda Fight um, wrote most of the issues. Um, what a rad last name! Yeah, <laughs> it's F I T E, but also um, if you introduce yourself and just be like, "I'm Linda Fight," like it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and then uh, each uh, each issue had a uh, different art team. Um, they had like Marie Severin um, penciled a couple of them with a couple of different inkers. Um, Patty Greer, uh, Jim Starlin, uh, Ramona Fraden. Um, just like a a few different combos of like pencilers and inkers um, for these uh, for these few issues, which um, like uh, Night Nurse, uh, Claws of the Cat actually only lasted for four issues. Um, they had a fifth one like uh, written and I think like drawn. Uh, but it never actually got published uh, because the series was not selling as well as they had hoped, um, which again is also what happened with Night Nurse. Uh, but this character did go on to have, I think, a more robust uh, presence in the Marvel Universe uh, than Night Nurse did. Uh, the Night Nurses. Though they did eventually show back up. I think probably because it's, like, easier to reintegrate her because she's already a superhero. Yeah. But also they do... <laughs> when they they reintroduced her, they did change a lot. Um, do you think they reintroduced Night Nurse because copyright reasons? <laughs> They're like, ah, oh, shit, we gotta reuse her somewhere. Uh... I hadn't thought of that, and now that you say it, it's entirely possible. <laughs> There's a lot, a lot of, a lot of weird stuff that happens in comics for copyright reasons. Yeah. Um. So, uh, the original uh story of the cat. Um, her name. Uh, she's a uh a young uh Chicagoan. Uh, named Greer Grant. Um, she is going to college when she meets her, uh, she meets Bill Nelson, who's a police officer, uh, ends up marrying him. Um, and they have a, uh, fairly stable marriage. Um, and then, uh, her husband is, uh, killed in a shooting. Um, I never would have seen it coming. I know. A backstory husband and he's dead. No one no one could have predicted such a thing. Um but uh so Greer is like, Ah, oh, Beans, my husband's dead. Um also my husband was uh, you know, kind of the breadwinner for the two of us. So um I guess also I have to find a job. Yeah. Uh, so, she, uh, capitalism, baby. Uh, yeah, what year was this again? 1972. Oh, I mean, not as bad as it could be, I guess, for women in the workforce. Yeah, 
this could this could be worse. Um, so uh, she while she is uh on you know kind of the job hunt, she runs into an old professor of hers uh from college who is uh a physics professor, uh Dr. Joanne Tumalo. Um and she's like, Oh hey, you're looking for a job. I've got some stuff going on. And Greer's like, Really? What kind of stuff? And uh Joanne's like, Well, uh I am doing some uh experiments on you know, the limits of human potential. And Greer's like, sounds normal. <laughs> Wild, count me in. Yeah, absolutely, for sure. Um, so, uh, Joanne is, uh, has a, like, a sponsor for these experiments, um, whose name is, uh, Malcolm Donaldane, uh, who's, you know, a shady rich dude. Yeah, probably going to turn like, out to be evil. I, yeah, you, you all know, you can all guess how this goes. Uh, Brewer's like, hey, this guy seems shady. And Joanne's like, maybe. Um, but also, he is funding my research. He is paying for me to do this. Uh, so she's, um... While she's kind of, like, uh, helping Joanne with these experiments, uh, this rich dude is like, hey, I've, uh, I've, I've picked out a test subject for you to use. Uh, and Greer's like, I don't think we should use his test subject, because I feel like he's gonna do something evil. Uh, I think we should do the experiments on me. I mean, sure. Yeah. Sure. Um, so they, uh, they run these experiments. It's 1972. They're playing even, like, faster and looser with, like, science and comics than they do now, which is already very fast and loose. (laughs) Um, but they're just unspecified physics experiments that improve human potential. It's like... I'm I'm imagining the scene in Doctor Who where he just says physics over and over again to a classroom. Yes. That's 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 it. That's that's comics. Um but uh so she uh they do the experiments on her. She ends up with uh you know, like superhuman like speed and strength and reflexes and agility. Uh and this uh this rich guy, who is definitely evil, um, is like, uh, no, that you you messed up my whole plan. Um, tries to uh, destroy destroy the lab. Why? That just makes the results harder to replicate. <laughs> you should be happy that it was successful once. Now your evil plan can go off without a hitch. If you're like. Oh, hey, good job. Do you think you can replicate it? Do we think that we can, you know, make this good for the good of mankind? Let's study Greer for a little bit and, you know, make sure nothing bad is happening. Perfect. Yes. I definitely do not have ulterior motives, but, um, yeah, let's just keep going with this project. I'm willing to keep funding this research. Make sure it's safe. Um, 
That does make sense. I don't know fully what this dude's evil plan was. I'm not sure how well established it is in these uh, brief issues of uh, Claws of the Cat. Um, That's fair. But after he... <laughs> after he tries to destroy the lab, um, Greer uh, takes one of the uh, the costumes that she and Joanne had been working on, which are, like, uh, designed to, like, work with the, like, potentially enhanced abilities. Okay, so they were fully 100% build a superhero, like... Yeah, it was just a superhero like, lab. Okay, yeah. we, we're working on abilities, we're working on a costume simultaneously, usually it's, oh hey, I got these abilities, now I have to design a costume. They cut out a big middle step there. They were ready. Yeah. Yeah, no, they were they were ready to go, thankfully. Cause she can just she can just grab this costume uh and uh and go. Um so uh she goes after uh Malcolm Donaldbane. Um he ends up uh he like jumps out a window or something rather than let her catch him. And she's like, oh, okay, well, now I do have this uh, costume and these cool new abilities, so I guess I'll just uh, fight some crime. <laughs> um, so she, uh, she goes and she, uh, she fights some crime um, for, those, uh, for those, four, those four issues of Claws of the Cat. Um, from uh from my understanding it's pretty uh you know kind of just standard superhero crime fighting stuff um oh look a robbery yeah oh look somebody is tied to some train tracks <laughs> people are always getting tied to train tracks oh no my dead husband's been revived and now he's evil <laughs> not that one as far as i know but yeah, you're right. It was only four issues. That would be jumping the gun a little bit. That would be yeah. That's a, that's a later that's a later game <laughs> problem to unpack. Um, but uh, also according to um, according to Marie Severin, who uh, penciled the first couple issues, um, uh, Wally Woods inking um, like made her, uh, made the character, like, look much, like, sexier than Severin had drawn her. <laughs> um, like, uh, uh, apparently, according to her, that he inked it in, like, such a way that her, like, costume was, like, extremely, extremely skin tight. Um, and, uh, she was like, well, you know, we probably... <laughs> We probably sold some more issues because, like, people thought that she was sexy, so... I guess. <laughs> I guess. Um, it is, like, um, it's the same costume that, uh, uh, Hellcat has, Patsy Walker. When she becomes Hellcat, she ends up finding one of, uh, these old cat costumes. Um, so it's, like, a full bodysuit and, like, a, uh, a cat, like cowl um and a sash uh 
so it's not, uh, it's not like a very revealing costume, but it can be drawn in a horny way. As, as can so many superhero costumes. Anything can be drawn in a horny way. <laughs> um, anyways, so, uh, Claws of a Cat only lasts, um, four issues, and then a, um, a couple years later, in, uh, 1974, um, there's, uh, Tony Isabella is working on, uh, Giant Size Creatures, which is an anthology comic about kind of, like, you know, some, like, monster stories and that kind of thing. Um, Wikipedia helpfully clarifies that giant size refers to the comic's page count, not giant creatures. Oh. Well. Uh, yeah. I would have liked giant creatures, actually. I mean, it would have been pretty cool. Um, but Tigra is in it, and she is not a giant. (sighs) All I want to do is see you turn into a giant creature. A giant giant creature. Um... But anyways, uh, Tony Isabella is the writer for this. I think the story of how they came up with, uh, reintroducing Tigra in here has been sort of, uh, lost through time. According to, uh, Isabella, it, like, it happened very quickly, and he's, like, not really sure, like, who came up with what, um... But, uh, they, however it happens, they decide to revamp, um, the cat as this, uh, this character of Tigra, um, and they come up with a whole new backstory, uh, which, strap in. Just once, I wish comics could be all like, no, you know what, we're sticking with it. Unless it's, like, a totally bunk backstory, but this one seems pretty run-of-the-mill for comics. <laughs> no, this one's this one's pretty regular. The one we're about to get into is less so. Oh. Um, so there's, it's, not that it's not regular in, like, like, a really problematic way, it's just pretty wild. <laughs> um, so what they establish is that, um, in the Dark Ages... Okay. Um, a group of sorcerers, um, used magic to make, to, like, evolve cats, um, and create a race of humanoid cat people. Um... Now, see... So far, it sounds like the original backstory, like, it sounds like this backstory would be, like, the original comics backstory, and then what they changed it to would be, like, the CW version. Yeah, yeah, it really, it really does. (laughs) When they're like, we cannot explain all of this on screen. (laughs) They're like, no, her husband died physics experiment superpowers it's fine we can do it in like 10 minutes yeah um so uh they they create um 
they create this species of cat people. I don't know why they do this. For funsies. For funsies. But then after they do it, um, the cat people, they're, they are also like, it's like the, the capital C, capital P cat people is like how they refer to themselves. Um, I would have found a cooler name, but that's just me. I, I mean, <laughs> you ever play D&D? Skyrim? <laughs> um, but, uh, the, the cat people start, like, uh, like, multiplying out of control. I guess they're very horny all the time. Well, now see, there is a big problem with cats and pet overpopulation. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> So I guess but that I assume that um the cat people would have more people traits. I don't know. They do have more people traits, but they are still like they do also have some cat traits. Yeah, but I would be so worried if it's like, oh yeah, cat people have like six kits per litter, and it's like that's a Okay. Yeah, that would be challenging. Yeah, I mean, I don't get it. Put other traits in the cats. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they're also, like, sort of, uh, they have kind of, like, a, uh, a tendency towards violence. Um, which is, that's one thing, like, that's always a fun thing in comics when it's like, yes, this whole species all have a tendency towards violence. <laughs> Ugh. Um, yeah. Uh. Like, just go for, like, they tend to be territorial, not tends towards violence. Like, that would be more understandable. Ugh. Yeah. Um. But, uh, so the sorcerers are like, ah, oh, fuck, this is, uh, we fucked up on this one. These, these cat people, they're out of control. Um, why did we do this for funsies? Um, and they, uh, they banish the cat people to, uh, to, why did you do that? Um, oh, it's fine. Um, to a different realm. A, a, a quote, demonic, netherworldly realm. Okay. Yeah. Um. Y'all, this is your problem. You can't just banish all your problems to demonic, netherworldly realms. Well, they're sorcerers and they're gonna, uh, do what they want, I guess. Um, there are two cat people, the first cat people who were ever created, cat peopled, um, who, uh, avoid this banishment because, uh, they've, like, they've been around longer and they've, like, developed their own, like, magic and science and they're very advanced, um, and they, uh, like, are able to, uh, disguise themselves uh, and try to figure out a way to bring, uh, the cat people back. And also, maybe to, like, balance out their own cat and human traits better so that they can possibly integrate with, uh, with humans. Um, but they still, like, uh, they still run into problems. They can't always be disguised. People, uh, are like, what the fuck? There's some freaking cat people over here. Um, so they develop a, a, uh, 
magico scientific process through which they can uh transform a human woman into a uh tiger-like being uh who is more powerful than either humans or cat people um it's i do, i don't know why they don't develop a way to do this to themselves um i don't know <laughs> But, uh, they, they develop this process, they, uh, manage to, uh, there's not a lot of detail about what happens the first time they do this, but they do manage to find a, um, uh, like, an original Tigra, um, who defends them and enables them to, like, establish, like, a new secret, like, cat people community, um, and kind of, you know advance their magic and develop like better ways to like disguise themselves um and go on being uh cat people in secret uh one of whom here's where we get here's where we get back into it one of whom one of these cat people is uh dr joanne tumalo greer's professor who is doing the experiments okay yeah so, uh, Greer finds, um, is, uh, asked for help from Dr. Tumalo, um, because, uh, members of Hydra are tracking her down to try and get, like, these, uh, these, like, cat people, like, uh, secrets, uh, these magic secrets, um, and Greer, uh, puts on her, her old cat costume and goes to fight them. Um, but she is, uh, shot and very badly wounded. Um, and so, uh, Dr. Tumalo takes her back to the other cat people. Um, and they're like, okay, well, you are dying. <laughs> um. You can either die or we can help you. Or we have this cool, uh, this cool magic science process that will turn you into a uh badass tiger lady and she's like dope <laughs> i pick that one cool yes let's go um so they uh they do this process um and greer becomes a uh, tigra so she gains um she gains additional abilities, like, beyond the ones that, like, the original, like, cat experiments, like, gave to her. And also, she, um, develops, uh, well, she's a, she's a furry now. She's a furry. Um. Fair. Yeah. Uh, I mean, she gets. Wasn't she always kind of a furry? She was always a little bit of a furry, as it turns out. Because all she did was get, like more strength and speed or whatever. She was the one who decided to put cat ears on the costume. <laughs> That's a really good point. She could have gone with anything and she did decide to be a cat. So it's really the the furriest thing you could do. Um but now that she's Tigra, she has like striped like tiger fur all over her body. Um and uh like she she gets 
uh, retractable claws and like fangs um, and like cat-like eyes. Um, to be fair, I would also go with that option. <laughs> yeah, it sounds dope. Um, she still has hair and I think she still has like human ears. Um, Weird. Yeah, and also it's uh, it's like she wears it. She wears a bikini now, and it's like it's supposed to be like, oh, she doesn't like really need clothes because she has fur and it keeps her warm. And it's like, I mean, yeah, you like fair, but also like I think you just wanted to have like a tiger lady in a bikini. Um, although if you were a tiger lady. Would you not also want to just wear a bikini everywhere? I mean, like, it is true. Like, Check out my cool fur. The fact, like, the fact that this is, like, mostly, like, written by men is, like, okay. But and it's also, like, I mean, yeah, I would. I would want everyone to see that I was, like, a cool furry. Yeah, I think... Fine. I think the problem is it's just men. Men are the problem, as usual. Men do it for horny reasons, and then, like, try to justify it with normal reasons. I mean, sometimes women also do it for horny reasons, but, you know, that can be forgiven. Yeah. <laughs> women have rights. Um, but, uh, so, she becomes Tigra. Uh, the cat people give her an amulet that she can use to, uh, disguise herself as, like, a normal human. Um, and she's like, fuck that, this rules, I just want to be a cool tiger lady, which is, like, extremely valid. Yeah. Um, she, like, she takes the amulet from them and then proceeds to, like, almost never use it. <laughs> I'll take this just in case, but, like, mm. Yeah. So, um, after this, she makes, like, a couple appearances in some, uh some various, like, anthology series and, like, a few other, like, comics. She shows up in Werewolf by Night, um, I think maybe a couple times. Um, she teams up with, uh, Spider-Man and the Fantastic Four. Um, and then she is, uh, she joins the Avengers, um, for a, um, for, for a decent chunk of time. Uh, because Moondragon, again, uh, like, psychically <laughs> summons a bunch of heroes to audition for the Avengers, um, because they're, like, shorthanded. <laughs> I'm like, Steve's like, oh no, we don't have enough Avengers, and Moondragon's like, I got it, and then just, like, sends out, like, a psychic shockwave that's, like, <laughs> audition for the Avengers, and Steve is like, I didn't, like, I didn't mean, like, that. Like, we could have done it in a normal way, but okay, I guess. We could have put an ad out in the paper. This is faster. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Tigra ends up, uh, being offered a position on the team. Um, and, uh, she, <laughs> she does well. She, um, convinces, uh, Molecule Man to get a, uh, to get a therapist and not destroy the world. And he's like, yeah, I think I will. Um. <laughs> wow, thanks. Which is, like, right on. Um, she ends up, uh, she ends up leaving, um, because she feels she's, like, not quite, like, on the same level power-wise as a lot of them. Um, 
but uh she leaves amicably uh then um i have to read this i screenshotted this from i th- i think the wikipedia um she uh she resumed her modeling career moving to san francisco when employers on the east coast proved unreceptive to the idea of a cat person model uh one cowards two you could definitely find people receptive to the idea of a cat person model oh yeah um there are there are a lot of people out there either she is looking in the wrong places or uh whoever's writing this comic does not understand (laughs) the potential market here um but uh she ends up uh after she moves there uh the vision invites her to help start the west coast avengers uh which she does um and she Starts up a romance with uh, Hank Pym. Unfortunate. Uh, very unfortunate choice. Uh, Rhodey's so right while... there. Oh my god. The West Coast Avengers. I'd say Hawkeye, but yeah. also a bad choice. Hawkeye? I don't know if I would say a worse choice, but a bad choice in a very different way. I mean, I'm pretty sure at the beginning of west coast avengers he was actively in uh dating or married to bobby i can't remember the timeline yeah so don't 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 date hawkeye then (laughs) um so uh while she's uh while she's on the west coast avengers um she starts kind of uh struggling with balancing the cat and human aspects of her, uh, identity. Um, like, she finds herself, uh, like, getting more violent. And also, um, needing constant affection. Which is, like, a mood. Yeah. Um, but, uh, she, uh, she goes to the, uh the banished, the, the original colony of cat people who were banished to this, like, other dimension. Um, and, uh, they ask her to help her, uh, to help them by killing, uh, Master Pandemonium, um, who's, like, an, a supervillain who's, like, has a grudge against them. Um, and... She agrees to it at first and then can't, like, bring herself to do a murder because she's like, well, I was an Avenger and, like, we don't really do murders and, like... Do you understand how how disappointed Steve Rogers would be in me? I can't do that. I'm just imagining his face. Oh, it would be terrible. Um, And the cat people uh, get upset and revoke her tigra powers and she's uh they can just return do that (laughs) they use like magic or something i don't know apparently they can um but uh she's returned to being a normal human um for a little while um so they also took away the physics powers (laughs) i guess i guess um or maybe she still has, like, the experimental powers, but just not all the, the like, tiger ones. Uh, but, uh, Hellcat, 
Patsy comes looking for her, uh, and is able to, uh, uh, bring the West Coast Avengers to help, um, lends, uh, Greer her original, like, cat costume, um, and, uh, they are, uh, able to, uh, to get the, uh, the cat people to give her her cat powers back, um, and while she, this is, so this is some silly, this is some comic book silliness, um, but because she's wearing the suit that was specifically designed to amplify her human abilities, when she gets the Tigra powers back while she's wearing the suit, it, uh, makes her human and cat aspects successfully integrate with each other. Um, and now she doesn't have to worry about, like, being overcome with her cat side anymore. Maybe that's what the experiment was about originally. Maybe it was. Maybe they just didn't get to that point. Um, the lab was destroyed before they could. Yeah. And she also, when she gets the powers back, um, they're, uh, they're stronger than before. Uh, and she also grows a tail. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. And they, they're like, oh, w- well, now, um, with this version of your powers, uh, you probably can't, like, uh, like, go back into human form. And she's like, why would I ever? This rules! <laughs> I have a tail, are you seeing this? Yeah, and the cat people are like, oh, you're right, she does rule. We're sorry we tried to take your powers away. You're extremely cool. <laughs> She's like, yes, I am! Um, so, uh, after this, she, uh, she doesn't have the same, uh, she's, she's successfully integrated these two parts of her. So she still has some, like, uh, some some more cat-like personality traits and, like, instincts, but not so much that they are threatening to, like, override the human part of her brain. Um, so, um, she, uh, at one point she's also, she's just, like, fully turned into, like, a, like, a, a cat- creature and like loses her like uh her human like personality um for like reasons that are somewhat unclear it just sort of happens at one point um but uh Agatha Harkness manages to uh to turn her back with magic thank you um thank you Agatha for your service thank you for your help uh she during civil war um she takes iron man's side uh and ends up spying on uh or like infiltrating the captain america like secret avengers team uh except uh hulkling who's double agenting in the opposite direction uh finds her out so she doesn't really get to uh to get a whole lot of intel um 
and uh she after civil war she uh joins the 50 state initiative um and helps to train new superheroes um she uh she is goes back oh boy she goes back to uh to dating Hank Pym except for Hank uh has been replaced by a scroll imposter rip you know classic 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 Hank. marvel universe yeah classic hank um and then um she uh she gets pregnant um and then she finds out that hank was replaced by a scroll and then she's not sure whether the baby is hank's or the scrolls and then it turns out that it was the scroll, but because the scroll was replicating Hank on a molecular level, it's genetically Hank's baby. Uh, Marvel, you have got to figure out your scrolls. Marvel, but um, she does. Uh, she ends up giving birth to this baby. Um, she names him William after her. Uh, her dead husband all those many many years ago who seemingly never came back and turned evil which is like very impressive there's still time there's still time for sure absolutely um and he is a um he's a a cat person uh baby um a baby cat person my goodness a baby cat uh, ah! um and uh he is He's raised, uh, partly by her, partly by, like, the cat people who she leaves him with when, uh, things are very dangerous. Fair, that would be a little bit hard to explain to a babysitter. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a lot, there's a lot to unpack. Um. Although, Doreen Green's babysitting service would probably be able to handle it. Hey, that's a great point. Um. She also, uh, like, uh, Hank is also, uh, pretty chill about, like, accepting this baby as his kid, it seems like. Um, and, uh, he's also, uh, accepted by, uh, Hank's other, uh, daughter, Nadia, um who was introduced as sort of the, like, the comic book version of, uh, Hope in the MCU. Um, but, like, uh, she has, like, she has, like, a birthday party, and, like, Tigra brings William and introduces him as her, like, half-brother, and she's very, like, excited about it, which is nice, and that also is cute. Um, you can go, your half-brother is a cat. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. I would love to be somebody's cat boy half-brother. <laughs> That's the dream, isn't it? <laughs> um, she also, um, at, uh, at some point she gets, uh, she gets beaten very badly by the hood, um, the supervillain the hood, because, uh, she, you know, uh, beat up Jigsaw for doing crimes, and the hood's like, hey, Jigsaw works for me, 
and uh, now I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna mess you up. Look out! Um, it's me, the hood. It's me, the hood. Um, and the uh, the trauma kind of sticks with her for a while. She like spends some time like seeking, like going out for revenge against him. Um, and then she uh, she realizes that he uh, he has a kid, and she's like. Okay, I'm not gonna kill you, but you're either gonna go to prison or escape prison and be on the run, and you have to think about what you did and live without your child. Um, and then, um, at some point, it's revealed that there's like footage of uh, of him like beating her up, and uh, like another like member of this like criminal organization is going to like release it um and uh tigra instead gets it and asks to air it during like an interview that she's doing um and like uh uses it to like talk about you know like ptsd and like trauma and like encourage people to like seek help oh i love a storyline where it's like, hey, I've got this stuff that I'm gonna blackmail you with, and it's like, haha, not if I do it first. Yeah. Um, and she, like, establishes these, like, uh, these, uh, centers, this, like, organization called Always an Avenger, um, where she establishes these centers to, like, help, uh, trauma survivors get resources and counseling. Good. Um, which is cool. Uh, this is um, this is while she's like teaching at Avengers Academy at this point, um, and a bunch of her students um, are like, "Oh, that's so fucked up!" And they like when you know the footage airs, they get really mad and they go and they track the hood down and uh, they attack him and they film it. Um, hey, and Tigra's like, "No." No, that's not, that's the opposite of what I was trying to tell you. Hey, kids, that's bad. Kids, don't do that. And they were like, but we were so mad that he hurt you. And she's like, I know, but this isn't what you do. Cool, I was also mad that he hurt me and I put him in jail. Um, but, uh, yeah, she's also, um, for a little bit, she's on a team with, uh, She-Hulk called the, the Lady Liberators. Um, and she's also on, like, an all-women team with, uh, Misty Knight and, uh, Valkyrie, um... Sounds like a rad team. It sounds like a pretty dope team. (laughs) I want to be on it. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so she's, um, she's pretty cool. She seems, she seems to be doing fairly well at this point, which, uh, I'm happy about. Yeah, Congrats, Tigra. Congrats to Tigra. Living her cat girl dreams. <laughs> we should all be we should all be inspired by her, frankly. I love stories where people like get animal features and instead of being like, oh no, I'm a monster, they're just like, oh hell yeah. This, <laughs> this is rad. This rules. I do love this actually. <laughs> they're right. <sighs> um, was there, uh, was there anything, anything else 
you wanted to, to say, to talk about, to comment on? No, I don't know a lot about Tigra. I'm glad to know more about her. Her totally yeah. normal physics backstory and then her um less normal cat people backstory <laughs> addition. Yeah. It's like it's the, fun. the DLC. Ugh. I didn't read any comics this week. <laughs> um I did figure out what I'm crocheting though. Oh! I, excellent! I am making a necklace. A choker to be exact. Hell yeah! Why? I don't know. I just started chaining and then I was like, this is about the length of the <laughs> the circumference of my neck. This might as well be what I'm making. Sounds fun. Did you read any comics? Um, I, um, I have not read any comics this week. I did, uh, buy a comic over the weekend that I haven't had the chance to read yet. Um, but, uh, I bought, um, I bought on Gumroad a comic called Alice, um, by Marty Tina G, um, which is a, uh, a lesbian uh sci-fi romance about quote a rogue ai turned human and the doctor assigned to her case uh which is my whole jam so yeah that's very olivia core yeah pretty uh pretty stoked about that um when i can uh have the chance to read it over my long weekend hopefully um also, uh, also apparently the, uh, the Disney Plus, like, Marvel 616 documentary dropped, which is, like, uh, or maybe just, like, an episode of it, um. I did see a bunch of cosplayers be all like, yes, that is me. Okay, um, yeah, it's, like, dis like, a, a documentary series that's, like, taking a look at, like, all, like, different, uh, you know, like, aspects of, like, Marvel fan culture and cosplayers and also, like, uh, comic book, like, writers and artists and stuff like that, um, did see a big hullabaloo because, uh, Dan, uh, Dan Slott is in it and, uh, there's, like, He's, like, commenting on, like, how bad he is with deadlines, which is, like, Dan Slott. Dan Slott is a comic book writer, and he is very famous for being bad at deadlines. Um, and there's, you know, a couple other interviews with artists who are, like, oh, yeah, you know, like, sometimes, like, Dan, like, doesn't give me the script until, like, two days before the issue is due, and then I have to, like, do all the art in two days, ha ha ha. And people are, like, this isn't fun, like, this is bad, actually. Dan. Dan, 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 you can't, you can't do you this. Can, That's very bad to do. You cannot do that to your artists. <laughs> um. So that was uh, that was some of the some of the buzz on comics Twitter today. Um. But uh, yeah, I think I think that's all that I had to mention. Oh, um, uh, Titans, Titans now on HBO Max. Uh, released. Uh, a look at a new Starfire costume. Oh yeah, um, which I love 
And also, I think Blackfire is in the new season, which I love. Oh, cool. Um, love to see her. Uh, but yeah, a very um, a cool uh, a cool looking Starfire design. A a full body costume. Um, that looks kind of like uh, regal and and sci fi ish. Um, which are I think. I think appropriate choices. Yeah, she definitely looks like a alien princess. Yeah, so good, good on that. Nice. Oh, uh, Marvel yes. Indigenous Voices came out last oh, week. I did. have not gone to the comic shop yet. Hopefully, they still have a copy once I end up going. Whenever I end up going. Yes, I need to look for that and possibly end up buying it digitally um hell yeah thank you for reminding me um yes okay so those are now i think that's all i wanted to talk about um if you uh want to see us see new episodes see a lot of these things that uh we discuss you can follow us on the internet on uh twitter tumblr uh facebook and instagram you can just go to Capes and Japes, all one word, at respective media platform. Um, you can also send us an email to capesandjapes at gmail.com if you have uh, questions or comments or anything else like that. Uh, we have a Discord server where uh, we talk about comic book stuff and non-comic book stuff. Um, we uh, have a Patreon if you feel like you want to support us on there, uh, it would mean a lot. You can get, um, I think, I think I know what we're going to, we talked briefly about what we're doing for the bonus episode for this month. Oh, I am 100% in to do what we discussed. Okay, great. No, I am too. Um, so, uh, it's going to be very fun. So this is a great time to join the Patreon if you, uh, if you're so inclined. Um, if you can't do that, but you still want to support the show, leaving a rating and a review is a very cool and rad way to do that, and we will uh, give you a shout-out. Um, also, uh, telling your friend about the show, if you think they'd be interested. Tell your tell your furry friends about Tyra. <laughs> um, and just, just coming back, just being here and joining us, um, which we appreciate every single time. Um... So thank you for joining us today on Capes and Japes. I have been Olivia. And I have been Briar. And as always, I want to be somebody's cat boy half-brother. Don't we all?